On this week's episode of Bungalower and the Bus, we talk about that funky fur shop in downtown Orlando. Orlando's new signature dish, the Honey Nugget Blase. And we have more Packing District news. Packing District. Welcome to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the bus, John Busdecker. And this is Brendan O'Connor with Bungalower.com, your source for hyperlocal news. Hey, Brendan. Hey, John. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. Full of food. I just had some of these fancy nachos here at Dandelion Community you kept Cafe. Them, you kept calling them fake nachos. I did. Fochos. Why? <laughs> Why? They were real? They are on a plate? You're full? No, I'm calling Cinespa nachos. See, like that pipe? Was that too highbrow? I don't know what you're talking Sorry, about. Sorry, I forget about it. Like Cinespa and pipe? I have no idea what you're saying. No? Marguerite? Okay, forget it. Really? Anyway. Nachos. <laughs> we are at real Dandelion. cheese. We are at Dandelion <laughs> Community Cafe here in Lake Yola Heights. We're Lake Yola Heights, right? Ah, it's Mills 50. Well, Lake Yola Heights is the residential district. Okay. Right? And then that ends at Colonial. Sure. Mills 50. Yep. Just call Mills 50. So we're at Dandelion enjoying some <laughs> vegetarian-friendly food. Yeah, vegetarian adjacent. Having having some beers. Having some burrs. Having some spicy nuts. Hanging out by the... Uh, plants. Plants. Yeah, we're, we're in the back here at, at, at Dandelion. I like, like it, it here. I'm a, I'm a meat eater, Brendan. But I, I too. But I like it here. I'm uh, I'm vegetarian-friendly. Yeah. I can, I can eat something sometimes. I like it all. So, uh, yeah, we're here. We're talking uh, all things Bungalower and Bungalower.com, yeah. which means downtown neighborhoods like College Park and, and Winter Park neighborhoods. Orlando's downtown bungalow neighborhoods. That's where the name comes from, people. Keep up. <laughs> Keep up. And uh, all of the top headlines of the previous week. That's right. And if you miss anything, you can go to Bungalower.com and, and read all about it. And if you've missed any of our episodes, which we're getting close to number 50 here. I think we're at 45 right we now. We are very close. You can go to Google Play or, or iTunes or SoundCloud, and you can find them all there. So you can catch up to all the previous episodes Have of Bungalow on the Bus. Have a party and listen to my the dulcet voice of me. I think we have nice voices, you and I. I think I sound like I uh, just sneezed and <laughs> then too, pushed actually. my glasses up on my face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a constant cold. Constant cold. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm That's here at I, I love vegetarian food. I can't help it. What's the top story this week? What is the top story, Brendan? I'll let you handle that one. Always. Uh, I think the top, it's still, everybody's still talking about the packing district. That's my hood. So, for those of you who don't know, this is Western College Park. We call it the P District. P District. We've already we've already shortened it to the P District. P Dist. Yeah. <laughs> the PD. It's going to be the PD, PD next week. Hanging out at the PD. The TPD. T- <laughs> <laughs> it's at the intersection of OBT. Uh huh. Oh, so many acronyms. Yeah, the OBT and TPD and Princeton. You know me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know me. <laughs> uh, they released some more plans, and I got them real quick. I think I scooped everybody on awesome. that. On the further plans. So we should probably say what the what, what this all is. is this, two, we talked about this last week. 200-acre development that Dr. Phillips Charities is spurring on, uh, taking over the old Amazon hose factory space. Which is gone. The whole building's gone. That's there. been demoed down to the old urban... 
Restore. Uh, Habitat Restore. Habitat. Sorry, what did I say? Urban Restore? Yeah. I don't know what that is. No, me neither. Uh, a big old blue building, which is a really cool building and if it's you've gonna, never seen it. It will be rehabbed in like a food hub, uh-huh. which is super cool, like East End Market, but in the West End, uh-huh. which now those guys that are doing a food hall in Creative City are going to have to rethink their name because that was going to be called West End. West End. I think us in the packing district can think of a good name. Well, we can come up with a lot of good names. Uh-huh. Us and them. Uh, and then also a 100-acre park. And so this public park, it's basically wetland right now. So really what Dr. Phillips Charities did was they had this property. They wanted to get some incentives for their big, this new development, the 100 acres of real development. Yeah. And so they are like, oh, we'll make it a park and give it to the city and they can look after uh-huh. it. See? And so that's exactly what happened. But 13 of those acres in the northeastern segment, close to John Young. Yeah, it's pretty woodsy over there if yeah. you've ever been over there. It's Cypress and stuff. Yeah. So a lot of it's, there's going to be like a new trail, bike trail, and like walking trails. But 13 acres, I believe, are now going to be part of an urban farm. Oh, that's cool. That's run by, uh, it's kind of secret. They're kind of sitting on it for a little <laughs> bit. So I don't know how much I can say. But the name of it is Four. Uh, does it rhyme with Tor Bivers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're just waiting for that uh, press release. Uh, and the and the new plans, we know who the executive director is going to be. Really? People are going to freak out. But it's the it'll be Four is Roots Farm. No. All right. <laughs> I could, though. I could do that. Yeah. I, yeah. I used to run a rooftop farm really? at my university. Okay. Yeah. Back in the day, Trent yeah. University. I didn't run it, but I worked with them on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I pulled potatoes and turned the compost. <laughs> and it's sourced. Uh, anyway, so that's super cool. Four Roots Farm. Uh, you can guess who's in charge of it. We're going to hopefully have some more information in the coming weeks. So I have some questions for you, Brendan. Ask me. Do we have any idea how far north this goes on Orange Blossom Trail? Almost Silver Star. All right, because I live in Silver Star and OBT, so yeah. you come on my way is first is what I'll say. The plans that we have... Uh, are not terribly descriptive. Okay. Right? And so that segment, it looks like it ends just before, but you can't really, it's not juxtaposed on top of like a real uh, street grade. Okay. So even Princeton looks a little funky ah. uh, in their renderings, but it looks like it goes almost to Silver Star. Okay. Because like, I mean, there's a 7-Eleven right there at Silver Star and OBT, and, and that's pretty new. And so I'm sure wherever this stops, New that's development like will continue. Away. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From the other one, that's at Princeton. On that yes. Little spur yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, oh, there's close 7-Elevens, yeah. Okay. So that's great. Do you have any idea, Brendan, if, does it need to go through like an approval process or is it like a done deal? No, it'll be just like Creative Village. So like the, the So we'll see it in done, 2050. <laughs> it's going to be like, a, it'll be like 2030. Uh-huh. It'll be like a 10-year process. Yeah. Because they have to redo street grids. Uh, tear things down. It's already taken what two years for, like the new bar in the Milk District. So <laughs> this is huge. You realize they built a stadium downtown in like a year and a half, right? right? Well, they had the money. Oh, that's true. And they could just steamroll through it. True. Not, not to say Doctor Phil's Charities does not have the money. Yeah, because they certainly do. Uh, they're underwriting a lot of the big arts organizations in town. They. It'll be just like Creative Village. So they've we know that the whole village is happening. We've seen the layout. That's been approved. But then per building, we'll have to go through the uh, like, appearance review board okay. and all of those separate entities. So that'll take some time. It'll take some time. But I'm excited. As a resident of the packing district, 
right? You're adjacent. not, though. You're I'm adjacent. close enough. It's like when people say there's a new restaurant that's opening up, actually, in Colonial Plaza. Uh-huh. Uh, what's it called? Olay or something? Olay. Olea? <laughs> Olea Maze Grill. Uh, are we moving on from the packing district now? Yeah, we are. That okay. was my segue, and you ruined it. Okay. Uh, it's opening in March 2018. It's right behind the wine place. Where? In Colonial Plaza. On Colonial? What's the Colonial Plaza? Where the Barnes & Noble is? Oh, okay. All right. Where What's the, the place Old Navy and the Ross and Marshalls and right. all of that is. So, Olea, I talked to the owner who sounds young and had a wonderful voice, a wonderful <laughs> phone voice. It was totally <laughs> sounded handsome through the phone. Uh, said... He was calling it Baldwin Park. Really? Yeah. So it's just interesting how people, because they know, right? It's it's gonna sell. It sounds better. Yeah, that ain't Baldwin. That ain't Baldwin Park. Baldwin, no, it's not gone. Uh-uh. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even call it Milk District. No, that, right? That's different. It's just different. But just right across there. the street is Funky uh, Monkey. Seven Bites. Yeah. And Funky Monkey, and those are considered Milk District. Yeah. Yeah. But Colonial Plaza is not. Uh. Uh-uh. They've. they've Sacrifice that to the so wait, what is this place? O- Olea. Oh, o- it's O L E A, right? right? Olea Meze. Meze is like tapas, but like Mediterranean. Mediterranean tapas in a strip grill, mall. Uh, in a strip mall. And there's two other locations. There's one in Maitland and one in Sanford. Oh, okay. And I didn't, I didn't know how popular it was. This is actually an Eyes on the Street segment. So Eyes on the Street is a nod to uh, Jane Jacobs, one of my favorite urbanists. Uh, do you have wait? Do you know a lot of urbanists? Yeah, I know. I know a few. Okay, I got All some right. graphic novels about Jane Jacobs. I love her so much. <laughs> okay. um, someone sent in a photo of the storefront, saying, "Hey, this is happening." So we looked into it, and yes, it is indeed happening. And I didn't really know it was going to be such a big deal, but people are freaking out really? on our Facebook page. Yeah, I, at, why? What's I, so special it about tastes it? Tastes delicious, and the okay. price isn't prohibitive, and. Someone even said it was better than Hubbly Bubbly. Oh, all right. So we'll see. I think Mediterranean Deli is my favorite place in Orlando when it comes to Mediterranean food. So. Have you been to Mediterranean Blue? I have. I have I have visited there. <laughs> How about Maze Shish Company? Is that the one in Maitland? Yeah. I, yeah, I have been there. All right. I, I stand by what I just said. So you... Okay, I like it. I don't, Say it again. I don't dislike the other places. I just think Mediterranean Deli on Fairbanks is my favorite place. I don't think I've been there. How have you not been there? I don't know. Oh my god, we need to go. Do they have Turkish food? Uh, it's it's like euros and and falafel and it's like a it's not a sit down restaurant. It is a there's some seats there. Okay. So when you walk in, there's gonna be a guy with a lot of hair on his arms, and he <laughs> goes, "Hello, my friend. How are you?" And like you've never even met this guy, but that's what he says to everybody. Aww. And then he makes it for you, and it's 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 amazing. Where's he from? Uh, I don't know. I haven't asked him that. <gasps> you just want your food. I just leave. want my food, and I go. Yeah, yeah. But, Where is it? Um, on the let's see, west side of I four. Okay. Between, uh, it's on Fairbanks between I four and Edgewater. Or I wonder. There's like nothing in the plaza there anymore. There used to be like a barber shop and a weird like produce stand. Uh, I will have to check it out. It's it's my favorite look, Mediterranean place in Central Florida. Look for it on our Instagram at Orlando Bungalow. You when go there tomorrow. I go check it out. All right. Tomorrow's crazy, but it'll happen this weekend. You should. All right. It's so good. Uh, La Belle first. For, are you are you for or against first, Brendan? <laughs> well, I no wait. I said yes. I said the- this is a yes or no. <laughs> for or against furs, Brendan? <laughs> Go ahead. By in the simple act of sharing a photo of a fur sale, 
You are <laughs> Wait, was it for sale or a fur sale? Fur sale. So it was a fur for sale. Fur for sale. All right. <laughs> uh, that's the beer coming in. Hey, Dandy <laughs> Hour. Everything's three bucks. That's right. We're here at Dandelion. If you missed that at if the beginning. If you missed that, we're here at Dandelion. Join Dandy Hour. Uh, <clears throat> let's, context is Art LaBellman. This is the downtown furry. <laughs> the only fur spot in town. Yeah. LaBelle Furs for the past, I want to say, 49 years. Oh, a, lot. Yeah, a long time. And it's been in his family forever. His grandmother started it 79 Something years like ago. That, yeah. She was a Super seamstress. Old. So Probably one of the coolest buildings downtown. Signs. And it's really just the sign. Yes. But sign. once you go inside, there's like sweeping staircases inside. Like, I don't think I've ever been inside. Beautiful. Really cool. Were and you, in the, like were you shopping for a, a full length mink coat, Brendan? I tried one on <laughs> when I was in there. And I they're selling cashmere coats for like 60% off and leather and stuff. So they're having this Art LaBellman, who's been there for 49 years, is retiring and leaving it to his son, Alex. And his wife, his son-in-law, uh-huh. Santa. Okay. That's her name. Yeah, that's right. No, I read that. I read Santa. that in the paper. Yeah, her name's Amazing. Santa. That's the only reason I wrote about it. <laughs> so I was like, I have to, clearly, because the season. And uh, everything's like 60% off, which is crazy, because there's like $1,000 coats that you can get for 400 uh-huh. or cheaper. So what was the backlash, The back people are so mad, like... Just in the act of sharing that that's happening. Really, it was more about... Oh, it's news. It's news. This Just guy, because you don't agree with it doesn't mean they're not going out... Of, they're not doing a retirement it's sale. It's one of the longest running businesses in town. Yeah. And one of the coolest looking buildings that we've already as- yeah. established, right? You're not and telling then, people to go buy fur. Yeah, and that man is wonderful. Uh-huh. Art, super nice guy. And his daughter-in-law's name is Santa. Like, you <laughs> have to write about this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what news is made of, people. Yeah. And uh, it was really the backlash on Instagram... Because it's then that doesn't have context. They're just seeing the photo that this is happening. They're not reading the story. Yeah. And so the backlash was that it's disgusting, and you know you shouldn't kill animals, and that I'm promoting uh, the murder and torture uh-huh. of animals uh-huh. by sharing that photo. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, which you know, to you each are. Your own, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I hate well, animals. No, what, I animals don't know. I don't know if you heard this though, Brendan. So I read this story in the Sentinel a little bit ago. And one of the things that stuck out to me, besides the Santa, <laughs> was that that's all I took from it. And I, I never, I, I never even thought about this. But one of the the services that they do, sure, is that they take fur, like family furs that may be a hundred years old or something like that, and they refashion them into something that can be used today. It yeah. could be like a doll or a rug or yeah. something. They, they take things that have are really old and sort of repurpose them so they don't just get thrown away. And I and they could be family heirlooms. I just thought it was kind of a a neat thing that I never even thought of. The bulk. So that's vintage fur is huge because you're not killing something that's already dead and it's, it's been dead for a hundred, like maybe a hundred years. And the money's not going to a farmer. No. It's going to whoever you bought it from, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dolores down the street. I don't know what yeah. her name is. Um, I mean, no. I mean, I'm. You know, am I am I going to go out and buy a fur coat? Probably not. But I do, I mean, I, I thought that was sort of an interesting thing, yeah. that if it's in your family, you know, your great-great-great-great-grandmother owned it, and you want to sort of repurpose it. I think they said 60% of their business is storing furs Oh for yeah, because it's climate-controlled in the back. Did you read how much it was? No. you know how much it is? No. Take a guess. How much do you think it is to store a fur for an entire year at that place? Two grand. 
It was like fifty nine dollars. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was like that some, is cheap. It was some like ridiculous. It was like five bucks a month. It's nothing. No, it was like nothing. No. I don't even know how they make money. Put on, on a that. rack and put it in the back. Yeah, well, <laughs> put it on still. a rack and put it in the back. That's their slogan. <laughs> I mean, I know that they're not really. I mean, they're just putting it on a hanger, and but but they still got to pay for cost and all yeah. that. I was just amazed it was so cheap. But it's filled with furs, so I guess if you think about it, yeah, it's a lot of money. Cool yeah. membership platform, right? Storing people's furs. I'm Canadian. I don't know how much I want to get into this. Because I already have enough hate mail. <laughs> uh, and I grew up with fur and uh, around fur. And my dad and my parents ran a cross-country ski resort. And part of that was trapping beaver so that they didn't flood the trails. Uh-huh. Right? Otherwise, you lose whole trails. And you have to close down half your stuff. And nobody wants to go skiing. And, uh, and we sold the pelts. We had to cure them. Like, do everything ourselves, and we would sell the pelts to the Hudson's Bay Company. Ah. And I can't remember. What, I thought we'd get, like, 70 or 50 bucks per pelt, and we they were made into shoes and hand warmers and stuff. And that was, and we'd eat the beaver if you could, which was gross. <laughs> I don't even want to get into you what get you into just that? said there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I grew up around it, and so I'm not offended. Like, one of the coolest people I ever met was this old trapper lady who was like 90 years old. Her name was Jeannie Canute, and she lived in the woods by herself. Her husband, Vinny, had passed away like 40 years previous, and she just kept up with all the trap lines, and she like trapped everything, and she just did everything herself and made her own dandelion wine, and like she just lived by herself in the bush and trapped, and that was just what you did. And she was a little wacko, but she like she, she'd give me like skulls of the things she'd killed the winter previous when we'd go see her in the spring thaw and bring her little treats. And, and so I grew up around it. And, and here in Florida, you know, in cities and stuff, you don't grow up around it. And so, of course, if you don't see it and it's you don't need fur, yeah, <laughs> you, you don't, don't need to eat things that you kill, then, of course, it seems superfluous and 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 excessive but you don't know everybody's story i mean just because you have a fur stored in florida right. it could mean nothing i mean you might live in somewhere else and you mm. you live two months here you store it here and then you go back to it's somewhere just else you it's just one of know. those issues that as soon as you start talking about it people get really upset yeah. i mean i get it i mean do i want a bunch of animals that are just bred no. and, and killed? no of course it's not awful yeah but you know who's gonna argue for that no well you know, <laughs> monsters. Yeah, monsters. Me, but I get you can't separate the whole industry. Yeah, I get it. It's not a vacuum. Uh, it was interesting to look at. Yeah, cool building. Uh-huh. They all have great names, <laughs> and uh, and I tried on some beautiful clothes there. Nice. What else we got, Brendan? Felt really good. Sorry, all I can think about right now is the feel of that <laughs> dead animal on my face. <laughs> uh, I just saw the Book of Mormon last night. How was it? Fantastic! Really, I've never seen the Book of Mormon. I want to. It's really funny. When I don't want to. How, how much longer can I go see it at the Doctor Phillips? Center? You have until December seventeenth. They're okay. actually doing a ticket lottery. So if you don't want to pay fifty or no, it's eighty five. Is no, it tickets are eighty five? You can get them for twenty five bucks. That's a better deal than eighty five, Brendan. Show up and register two and a half hours before, and then they do the lottery at two hours before. Okay. At the box office at Doctor Phillips, That's you can great. get it for twenty five bucks. That gets you two tickets. So wait, is that what if you don't get it? Did you lose your twenty five dollars? Uh, no, you just don't oh, have to pay. Okay. The, lot, right. the lot, it's not money down. Oh, all right. You just pay if you win. Oh, that's good. And actually, twenty five dollars per ticket, and you get two tickets per person. That's great. Um, 
super cool. And then you yeah. have two hours to like go hang out downtown and go have some dinner. Oh, we should do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to do that. There's a whole song about Orlando in it. Yeah. I don't want to ruin it. I didn't know that. I might have just crushed the magic for you a little bit. But it, <laughs> it was such a great... It was funny. Not for everybody because it's written by the guys behind South Park and Avenue Q. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I... If you're easily offended... Don't, don't go. Don't effing go. Yeah. I never understand people like that. Right. Like, if you are that type of person... I, I've I've always wondered this. If you're that type of person that just gets offended, you know, you clutch your pearls when you go somewhere. <laughs> like, why yeah. would you go to something that you have absolutely no, no idea mm. what it's going to be about? If you're that type of person, like I could go somewhere. I mean, I get it. I mean, there may be things you want to walk out of. I get it. Right. But if you're that type of person, this like, is like do, it's it takes, racist. It literally it takes. Is. Two seconds yeah. to go on Google <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and find out what it is. Yeah. Oh my God! It's like this and this. I probably shouldn't go. It was I'm a gonna be mad. very younger crowd. The normal blue hairs that you see at like the Phantom show that I saw last month were not there. Uh, yeah. But it was packed. Is it part of the season though, or not? I don't know if that one is. That oh, one I don't might know be if a special. Oh, uh, maybe that, and that's why the ticket is so high. Because that one, because that one came back. Because that was here like two years ago. Check it out. Awesome show. We have a million things to talk about. How are we doing on time? We should probably talk for a few more minutes. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Glenn Turner. Does that name ring a bell? Uh, no. He was a motivational speaker, and he actually went to jail eventually. Oh, wow. Uh, for some sort of, allegedly, for some sort of, what do you call it? Not trauma. What did he do? Uh, fraud. Fraud. All right. Mm-hmm. Where's so he has a castle? I think he had a castle. castle had a castle. And this is my mistake. When I saw the real estate listing, I was trolling Zillow for real estate listings, as we do, because we always write about houses of the day. Uh-huh. And I wanted a really good one. And then I found this place that looked like a castle, and they called it the Frank. Sorry, Glenn Turner Castle. Turns out it's just the boathouse, and it's okay. gigantic. Where? And the it's on. It's in Winter Park on Bear Something Lake, Bear Gully, Bear Gully that Lake. Sounds like a thing. Southern shore of it on this little spurt, seventy acres of land around it. So wait, and it's like a boathouse with three little entrances for boats, and then someone has completely renovated the interior, and there's like a tower in it. It is beautiful. So when you said boathouse, I thought houseboat. Ah, uh, sure. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's what a, everybody says. It's gonna be a lot for a houseboat. And I and I called it the castle. And in fact, it's not the castle. It's just the place where they stored the boats with like a little granny loft, apparently. Like traditionally, it would just be like a little apartment on top. How much is it? It's a $1.8 million. Oh, okay. But that's because you could have a whole subdivision in there with this castle. Wow. Hopefully nobody does that because this land is beautiful. What ex- this, what this guy go to jail for? You said fraud? Some sort of allegedly for fraud. Is he still alive? I do not know. This is like we pulled on a little bit of a string on this guy. I'd never heard of him before. He was huge news. There's five pages in the archives for Orlando Sentinel relating to this guy. When was it, roughly? I have no idea. Oh. I barely touched it. Right. Just saw that this guy, huge motivational speaker, we linked to one of his YouTubes, uh, owned oh, it. so he can't be like, it's not like somebody from the 30s. Like, no, like the 70s, oh, okay. I think. Um Super interesting. It'd be great to like look more at him. We just haven't had time because holidays and we're like a two-person show over yeah. at Bungalow. Well, speaking of running out of time, oh. we've run out of time yeah. here. Oh, we'll man. be right back.
Welcome back to Bungalore and the Bus. I am the Bus, John Busdecker. And this is Brendan O'Connor from Bungalore.com, your source for hyper-local news. And I want to thank Dandelion Community, Community. Cafe. Is, that a, is it Cafe? Community. It yeah, that's yeah. right. So we are here at Community Dandelion Community Cafe, right in uh, Mills Fifty, Ola Heights, whatever you want to say. Whatever you want to, you know what, man? You can call it whatever you want. That's right. It's all just planet Earth. Sort of dude. a cool, sort of a cool old house. If you've never been, that's very, very, very vegetarian friendly. It's actually an old bungalow. Yeah, right. It's, it's a cool place. They got some like dorms in the back here. There's like little tiny houses, which don't, I feel don't like, they, like should be. study something back here. Like, isn't it? Like it's like a Bible? school, right? No, it's like a school. A holistic yeah. center. Something like no, that. No, that moved out. They got oh. they moved into a bigger place up the street. Are these just apartments then? Uh, it's offices and things. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think there is one apartment. All right. Well, if you've never been, come check it out. I'm having a beer. We had some nachos, eating some pie, Eat and some more pie. nachos. And I am full of vegan cheese, dude. There you go. So we we did not talk about this last week, Brendan, and I think we just like it slipped our minds. I feel like we were the only people talking about this for months, Uh, and then then when we finally got the answer, we didn't talk about it. Yeah, and so last week, around this time... Uh, Visit Orlando had their annual meeting. They do this every year. I believe it was a they, they did it at their annual meeting. I think so. Uh, I'm never invited. I was. I went one year. Shut up. Yeah, I went as a reporter at Wash. It was. It was like a meeting. It you didn't miss. <laughs> you, you ain't missing. All right. Sorry, so, to, sorry to interrupt. So anyway, at their big meeting, they made the final announcement for the one food, the one dish that truly represents all of Orlando and Central Florida, and that dish is, Brendan... Are you t- are you asking me because you can't pronounce it? This is true. <laughs> it's the honey nougat glacé. All right. So, so when I think Orlando, <laughs> that's what I think. It's like a cheesy cake sorbet thing? I can't... Of those three words, honey <laughs> is the only one that I can pronounce nougat, and use. Nougat glacé. Yeah. En français, because everything is, everything that, when I think about Orlando, I think about the French. Oh, definitely. I, I mean, I, I mean, after the Spanish <laughs> left, the French came in and, and invaded. Yeah. And had, uh, and they were like, hey, let's have some nougat glacé yeah, with some honey. La Winter Park and La, la Orlando. La, la, yeah, yeah. All yeah. of that. Moji. So why don't we, why don't we explain how this came about? I was involved with it a little bit. <laughs> All right. So basically, it is Brendan's invited. fault that we have this. It is because I gave up after one meeting. Yeah, and that's the so, way to do it. If you don't like something, <laughs> give up. The mayor, that's that's how I handle life. <laughs> you know, eh, just take it as it is. Uh, the mayor of the Orange County mayor, Teresa, Teresa Jacobs. Jacobs, not spelled with an H. Nope. Nope. That was a mistake. <laughs> and I fixed it real quick, readers, because I'm <laughs> that good. And she wanted, she went off on a really fancy trip and was like eating some fancy local dish. Like a cheesesteak or a pizza in something New York. That really or something. represented where she was. Yeah. And then she said, Why doesn't Orlando have this? And so she a came valid back. question, and said, perhaps. Orlando, I'm going to solve the question you've never asked, <laughs> and we will find out what our signature dish is. Yeah. And we'll launch this campaign. And visit this was Orlando. Like a year ago, right. roughly. Roughly, yeah. yeah. And then so, and she said, and visit Orlando. Uh, my people, do as I say. Go forth and find it. She's on the board of Visit Orlando. And so I believe so. They did. They kind of rallied around her cry, and they went out and looked for it. And 
Although I will say this right now, not a terrible idea. I don't I think get it's a, it. I don't think it's a bad idea to want to have a signature food. And right. I don't and think that's a bad idea. Before I guess an Orlando I, Sentinel writer wrote about it. Did you read that story that the Weekly did? Yes, it very is good, wonderful. I didn't finish it yet, but did not what I read. delve deep enough, Miss Monivette. I love you, but oh I want to hear more. It, it so, was. It's like two. It's like four thousand words. It How is much it's gigantic, uh-huh. but it didn't go deep enough into the impulse behind some of the decisions. Okay. All right. So, and I can say that because I saw some of it firsthand. And All so, right. visit Orlando. Assembled a task force. Of what Daily City would call very white, (laughs) upper class uh, restaurant owners to decide what it could be. Uh Right? How are we going to handle this? Which I'm sure they did the same thing in Philadelphia with the cheesesteak. They all just decided we're going to make we're going to cheesesteak. So that was their first misstep. Uh Because you're not. Why not look at what people are eating and then decide that (laughs) way? But they didn't want to do that, and I'll Uh tell you why. I got invited to their second task force meeting that happened at East End Market. And I was only invited because I found out from a friend who was there who put her neck out on the line for me to get me invited. <laughs> who will never I, do this again. She'll never do it again for me, and I feel so bad. <laughs> um, but not really because I was there for the truth, uh-huh. and I got it. And so I sat in on this meeting as long as I promised not to wear my journalist hat and just be a community proponent. Okay. And so I'm sitting there. Because it was a big secret. <laughs> and the very first, well, because I knew it was, could be contentious. All right. And with good reason. And then one woman said, this chef said, well, it can't be the turkey leg. And everyone laughed. And my response immediately was, why not? Yeah. And nobody would answer me or look me in the face except John Rife from East End Market. Uh-huh. And he was like with me, but he didn't speak up. Okay. Because I guess maybe he might have tried to fight them about it before. <laughs> and so everybody in there felt that it should be... Real chefs with real big followings, Disney restaurants to decide what it should be. And let's be honest, where turkey legs come from is from Disney. Right. Okay, that's not like a thing. I mean, Disney brought that. for it. Yeah, it's yeah. accessible. Every When you look at foods that represent regions, it's because they're easy to do, easy to reproduce. Yep. Everybody can eat it. Eat it on the street. Eat it on the street. And cheap. It's all street food and it's cheap. Yeah. Turkey legs aren't necessarily cheap. Yeah. But there's a way to do them in a way that's really savory and really good, and anyone can make a turkey leg. True. I can make a turkey leg. And they really don't here. Besides Disney, Besides nobody Disney. really does. And so the conversation immediately was like shifted really quickly away from my question because they were afraid of where uh. it would go, and it went to promoting what these restaurants could do and reproduce and charge more money for. Yeah, which nobody's going to reproduce this honey. And at that meeting, towards the end, they had already known that the mayor was trying to steer it towards honey. Uh-huh. And immediately during that meeting, it shifted towards what can we use honey in? It has to be a dessert dish. And then because of that, because of that uh, handicap that they placed on the contest, they then decided maybe it's just going to be a honey dish. It's their signature honey dish. And then that's how they spun it for the rest of the search when they had people submit desserts and smart recipes and what they could do and then voting. But at the end, when they announced it, they announced it as Orlando's signature dish. There was no mention of it being Orlando's signature honey dish, no mention of it being a dessert. Ah. It was then all over again, this is it. This is it This for, for Orlando, no longer just dessert. 
This is the dish. Yeah. I and just, I don't, they're there's afraid a lot, of the commitment. There's a lot of things that we could talk about here. Afraid of commitment, and it makes no sense. I think you did a very good thing, Brendan, of asking a question. And, and I think Which this isn't is the point. That's not why I brought it up. I'm not, no, no, no. not to I, pat my back. This, this is something I say a lot. When, but pat when, my back. When dumb ideas, and I, I'll be honest, I think it's a dumb idea to have this. <laughs> but when dumb, and and I don't, I'm not trying to say the people that thought of this had are are bad people. I just think it's a how they execute it is just not done well. But I think identify what people are already eating. I think what happens is, and this happens a lot. I think somebody in in a meeting, and and to your credit, you did this, Brendan, and and they may have laughed at it, but somebody in a meeting was afraid to raise their hand and say, this is a dumb idea because they all want to be a part of it or, or they're afraid that somebody's going to think less of you. But, yep. but I think it would have saved them a lot of face because now I can't think of anybody that I've read anywhere or seen anything that says, great idea. I haven't seen that once. For a little bit, Scott Joseph was very pro it, uh-huh. but in all fairness, he was a judge uh-huh. and tasting all those desserts and a part of the whole process, yeah. right? Uh, but towards pro, the end, pro the end, idea of a it? little tongue-in-cheek now at the end, I don't know. If you go back and read some of the stuff he said, it was it was very congratulatory of the process. I need to look. I don't know. The latest one, not so much. And I think that's because he realized the climate around it, uh-huh. which is, why are we doing this? Honey nougat glacé. I can't wait to. That's like going to be my new drag name. Yeah. I always say that every, <laughs> every week. But I, think, I think Fires at the Weekly said it very well and sort of just he had a really good column about it. Yes. And I think the one thing that has to be very, very, very clear in all this talk is the, the woman chef who brought this, made this right, dish. From Mon Petit Cherie Cafe. In Winter Park. Probably, it's amazing. It's probably amazing. It looks gorgeous. And it's not, it's. Don't. It's not her fault that this no. is not a great idea. She submitted idea. a dish and won. Yeah. You know, so she should be congratulated she for should. winning this cooking contest. Yeah. No. Totally. Totally. <laughs> totally. Totally. She cooked the best dessert. Uh huh. Awesome. But that's not why they did this. <laughs> no. And and even the honey thing, like, like where where in the world is known for honey? Right. I don't know anywhere. Like, I, I couldn't tell you. And I, that's what Monivet kind of talked about. You know, like, we have so many different varieties of honey. Honey isn't sexy. No. No. I, I mean, even the whole orange <laughs> thing, I know people are getting away from oranges because they're, you know, because slowly of dying off here. And they're just grown other places. So, fine. Don't do oranges. Like, I, you know, maybe I am no. tired of having everything oranges in Orlando. But, you know, I mean, you could at least make an argument for it. But I get it. If you don't want to do oranges, but but honey just doesn't make sense to me here. No, it's too far. It's too removed. And it's and it's also elitist. <laughs> actually, it is. The whole thing was elitist. And actually, in choosing honey, honey isn't accessible for everyone. Uh-uh. It's very expensive. Yeah. And that's I actually, we, uh, this is going to go back. <laughs> and I'm not calling them out because I love this program. But we wrote about it once, uh, Winter Park Honey. Uh-huh. Lovely, lovely people. I love their business. I love their product. Putting that out there now, but that's my pregnant, but <laughs> um, <laughs> they had a program where they were teaching people in Haiti how to raise their bees and then sell honey on the market. Uh-huh. Awesome. I get that. But there was no, there was nowhere for these. She was telling me about, I met one of their student beekeepers from Haiti who was up here to learn. He had to put 
a hive of bees and wrap it on his moped and bring it out of the wow. city so it could feed on the flowers and do wow. its thing and then bring it back like every week, you know, oh, or whatever. Crazy. crazy. Because there was just that's wasn't anywhere. F- not, that is not a also sustainable, not sustainable way to do it. And then the product that he's selling was more expensive than sugar and what other people are, are using. And nobody was eating honey and Haiti. It's just a terrible right? idea. All so, around. so sad. Yeah. But that crux and that impulse to do that, that well-meaning motivation, I think is the exact same thing that pushed these people to try to find the Orlando Signature Dish. Yeah. Once again, I wa- I, I'll say, I don't think it's a bad idea to want to do that. I just think there's a better way to get to the end. Right. I want to do a whole video series, and we just go and look at the most popular dishes in, in the area. Uh-huh. What are people eating? Yeah. And then we can talk about it. And then you have a festival, and you just keep talking about it. And then, like, in the process of, of that discourse, yeah. you can decide and figure out what it is. Now, I will say this, Brendan, and we will move on topics here pretty soon. I but so much say I about think, it. I think, <laughs> so there has been talk of this whole turkey-like thing. I've seen it several places. Yes. I wish right now some awesome restaurant <laughs> owner would see all this yes. and say, you know what? Yep. To hell with that honey stuff. I'm making turkey legs, and they're going to be awesome. But nobody has nobody has jumped on that. I also yet. want a turkey leg festival, but I'm afraid of what the cost is to like get all these people to buy turkey legs. Yeah. Wouldn't well, that be fun? <laughs> how, much turkey turkey? how much is a turkey? How much is a turkey leg? Like t- like ten dollars? Ten? Eight? But that's 10? a Disney turkey leg. Yeah, it's like emu. It's an how emu. Much is, no, it's a turkey. But like, how much is like a, a regular price turkey leg? Let's I don't find even out. know. Let's find out. If uh, anyone out there knows, let us know. If you if you're a restaurant owner and you want to do this, or you're already doing it, write it and let us know. News at bungalore.com. I want to hear about. I it. just think there's an opportunity for some restaurant owner to, even if it's one day, we're having a awesome gourmet turkey leg festival day. I want to eat that right now. Yeah, I want nacho cheese and turkey meat. legs. I would eat that I turkey leg pizza. I yeah, want turkey leg hell flatbread. You could put honey on the turkey leg. I don't care. I will eat that. Right? Why don't they just mix the two? I think that sounds great. Let's. Why don't we just do it? I think we're gonna do it. What else All can right. we talk about? I don't know. <laughs> uh, we just put up a. A, a roundup of all the Orlando-based Etsy shops. Uh-huh. So if you're a last-minute gift buyer like myself, yep. but you still want to support local, or at least support things that look like they're local, <laughs> you can go and check it out all on right. com. Awesome. I think there's like 12 of there's them. There's like two. 14. Awesome. There was a lot. Good. And now all the trolls, everybody out there with their own shop that I didn't mention. How come you didn't mention me? They just posted it themselves underneath. So there's a bunch of other links that I haven't vetted. I used to. They I, sound cool. Oh my God. I used to hate it when people did that. Like you do this roundup of like best place to get a beer or whatever. <laughs> and you literally cannot no. list every single thing. Oh, no, that's great. So and then people are like, feel, why no. didn't you include me? I'm that's, like, well, I love it. Nobody's saying why, but they're just posting their link. All that's right, great. good. Go ahead. That's yeah. great. Then it makes it more comprehensive. That's what social media is for. Yeah. Post that shizzle and on complaining. there. complaining. Can I say shizzle on air? Yeah. I just said it twice. <laughs> Did you watch that Facebook lap live thing? Have you seen that? Facebook I live map. I want to do Facebook lap. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see it on the Facebook live map. It's no. this. So everybody, when you think that when you're posting on Facebook live, it's just going to your followers. There's actually now a map that pulls up for like the world and you can just hover your cursor over a little tab that pops up and watch someone else's Facebook live. Really? And it is fascinating. So wait, if I'm like, if I want to watch one in Nairobi, 
if there's if it's happening, oh, I'm yes. sure it's happening. There's like millions of people that live. Zoom there. on in and watch it. Really? And I was watching some like weird ones. <laughs> like, <laughs> was it were they Canadian ones? There were. I saw some Canadian ones from my hometown. Uh-huh. And for whatever reason, there's a lot of people. Hey, makeup there's Jim in Northern Ontario. They do like <laughs> online. Uh, Facebook Live makeup tutorials really? from, from Northern Ontario, which I'll tell you what, don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> A lot of people wearing bangs up there, <laughs> covering up that, <laughs> covering up that bad makeup job. Uh, just interesting. It was cool. I, I I didn't even know that was a thing. So you could. I know. I never knew that was a thing either. Just type Facebook Live uh, map into our search engine if you don't see it on the main page, and you'll find it. There's a new Pulse mural. Did we talk about that? No, we didn't. Uh, in Thornton Park. And I forget his name. Michael something something. Has been working on this for two years. Interesting, man. Uh, he did it in a series of wooden panels. And they have since uh, fixed the mural to this, the side of Burton's. The Burton's building in yeah. Thornton Park that faces the laundromat. Yeah, they're going to move it at some point, right? I wouldn't be surprised. They seem like the west wind... Wherever they, they'll go where the wind breaks. Well, I thought they had a them. plan to move somewhere. I don't really know the plan. Oh, okay. They seem, they seem too interesting. Interesting's my code. It takes code over word. like the whole building though. It's a pretty mural. It's gigantic. From it's what very I saw. Nice. It's a snapshot of the time because the people in it are like political leaders who spoke out and Billy Mains is in there because Orlando uh. and you know, so there's a lot of like faces, recognizable faces in there. Uh, that from the time that you would recognize from the news segments, blue from the uh, from the venue is in there. Uh, I think it's Barbara Poma in the middle, looking uh-huh. a little saint-like, which is interesting. Yeah, that's again code. That's, that's my code word. It's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Take a sip we'll every time. that. Looking real Mother Mary there. Yeah. All right, Barbara Poma. Uh, <laughs> do you hear about this Orlando Indie Comedy Fest? I've written about it for several years. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I believe oh, I can't think of her name. Maria. Oh, she's she's on Arrested Development. She's sort of that like neurotic, uh, blonde woman. I okay. can't think of her last name, but she was supposed to come here like two years ago. Maybe she'll come to this one. So she was supposed to come, and then they had to cancel something for some reason. And, and I talked to her, and she ended up sending like a either a video or we did an interview about it and she was like really upset about it because she really wanted to come and she just couldn't make it uh but it, it that has been growing every single year they have tons of venues they had 400 people apply for this one it's crazy it's it's one of i mean i don't know if it's it's you know one of the largest but they are they are really turning that into something i want to help them a little bit we should all we right. should. And I think it's in oh, March, February. March. Oh, yeah, March 2018, and it's in Milk District and Mills. Oh, all over. And yeah. they just like take over. Multi-venue. Yeah. So it's you can do like things. a comedy marathon. Yeah, and it's like four or five days, three, four or five days. You can either buy a ticket to go to everything or you can buy separate days. And it's a really unique thing. I mean, they don't have indie comedy fest in a lot of cities. And so – and and it's like anything i'm sure some are hit or miss but that's it's almost like fringe like that's the that's the fun like some are going to be terrible some aren't and you, you you sort of risk it but that's the fun part we have a pretty we have a pretty tight comedy scene here in orlando yeah we do and i'll i'll be honest i'm not i'm not real in tune with that i okay. know some of the people that do it uh you know big tim and uh a woman named heather shaw uh I know Pinkman from Real Radio and Sabrina, they do some of it, and Ross, but I, I don't know a, t- 
ton of people in that crowd. Okay. I don't know much. I all just right. know them from Orlando Weekly and yeah. I'm seeing them now at Bungalore. Uh, I'm I'm all about supporting them. So let's let's hope that's uh, gonna show up. Let's do it, it this year. You it, and I will go. Let's go. I'll go with you. All we'll right. have a date. So we're all gonna have a little break right now for our second segment ever with Mister Don Price, the Saxon of Greenwood Cemetery. Back for another episode of Storytime with Don Price from Greenwood Cemetery. Don, what are you going to tell us today? Well, we're sitting here at the Hammered Land. So we figure behind us is Lake Ivanhoe. And a lot of people don't realize that the name Ivanhoe came from Sir Walter Scott's book, Ivanhoe. You know, that's where the name came from. And there was a lot of houses on the corner and everything else. And you have, you know, Gaston Edwards Park right here. And Gaston Edwards Park, Gaston Edwards is buried at Greenwood. And he was one of the three doctors that started what we now know as ORMC. He was a doctor. And so now he's got a really cool park here. Uh, now, there's a lot of stories here. When I was a kid, they used to have a ski ramp right in the middle of there. That's where everybody went skiing, is, is right here at Lake Ivanhoe. And they took that down, which we don't know why. Uh, the Baldwin Fairchild on the corner. If you notice the Fairchild Chapel sign, that's against every city ordinance there is. That's that sign, but we had it grandfathered in because we had, an, we had one of the kids talk about how it had been there for over 80 years, and this lady was ancient. So now it's getting ready to come down because they're building a, a sky rock, you know, a sky rise there. But other than that, I mean, this is a beautiful place to come. Was the, uh, what was the name of that ski ramp place? Oh, I don't remember. It was Ski World, wasn't it? Joyland. 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 Joyland, was the, Joyland was the actual theme park that was here. And folks have, for years have been trying to find out, you know, little things about it and everything. But can you imagine having a Joyland park right here in Orlando? It was just, it was on the little peninsula on the other side of I-4, right? And I believe there's an urban legend that there's an iron gate still there. The entrance gate is hidden away maybe in the water or something, and the historical society went out and tried to find it. Well, after a few drinks, we can go find it. I think we're going to go do that right now. We'll come back. Uh, we'll we'll t- it on the website. We'll tell you what we, what we find. That, was, again, was Don Price, the sexton of Greenwood Cemetery, with another episode of Storytime with Don Price. Oh, that Don. Thanks, Don. Uh, this weekend, tons of events happening. We don't have much time to talk about. Keep your eyes peeled for Grandma Party Bazaar, the Orlando Zine Festival. I'm going to be there. And then next week is Refract, a warehouse art and drinks event in Milk District on December 22nd. Refract. Refract. All right. We're out of time, Brendan. All right. We'll talk to you later. That's it? Thanks for tuning in, guys. You seem kind of sad about it. I am sad. I have so much to talk to you people about. All right. We'll Just see you re- next week. Read it all you on You're going to have to hold it. You're going to have to hold it. Thank you, Dandelion, for hosting us. <laughs>